Raul, why'd you get so upset backstage? Because he just got dumped out! I ain't even lying. No, he just got dumped out! What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to Keeping It Raw. I am Raw. And, uh, wow. So, if you didn't listen to my last podcast with Levi, you've got to. I mean, that is really... That's really been my favorite uh, of all the podcasts. Oh my goodness. I mean, I love my son and everything, and I'm biased about the whole thing. But, like, I listened to it like three times <laughs> since I uploaded it because I, I just really loved it. Even though, you know, the awkward parts in there, whatever. There's awkwardness in all my podcasts. But, yeah, if you haven't checked that out, go ahead and check it out. So, uh, I did see this quiz that I want to go ahead and jump into. It is called the Vegetable Pun Quiz. And I was like, I have no idea what that is, but I've got to take it. So, Vegetable Puns, let's go ahead and start the quiz. Okay. Why shouldn't you tell secrets in a cornfield? <clears throat> okay. Why shouldn't you tell secrets in a cornfield? Ah, there are too many ears. <laughs> this quiz is, uh, you can find this online at sporkle.com. And uh, it gives you like 20 answers. That's clearly it though. <laughs> okay, next. How did the fungus find a place to grow? How did the fungus find a place to grow? Let's see. I'm looking for a mushroom. <laughs> Okay, 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 I see. How did the fungus find a place to grow? Oh, it doesn't need mushroom. There you go. Okay, why didn't the vegetable take the job? The salary was too low. <laughs> Liked it. Why did the people dance to the vegetable song? Why did the people dance to the vegetable song? <laughs> uh, because it had a good beat. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> I tell you a joke about a potato. I just don't know where to start. <laughs> uh, why is it easy to make puns about onions? Because they're so pungent. What kind of vegetables can you grow in your basement? Celery. <laughs> like celery. Celery. What's the best vegetable to feed to a captive animal? Uh... Zucchini. Captive animal. Zucchini. What is the corn on the cob's favorite song? Amazing Grace. Maze. Oh, really? M-A-I-Z-E. Amazing Grace. What do leafy vegetables say to kick off a holiday feast? Let us eat. <laughs> what do you call an angry pea? Grumpy. Grumpy. What is the zucchini's favorite sport? Squash. <laughs> Did you hear about the little bean who looked just like his dad? Like father, like son. <laughs> What's Michelle Obama's favorite veggie? Veg veggie? What's Michelle Obama's favorite veggie? Broccoli. <laughs> What is a taxi driver's favorite kind of vegetable? Cabbage. Cab. 
A cabbage. What is a chicken's favorite kind of vegetable? Uh, silent. Wait, no, that. Oh man, I timed out. What? I guess you're never gonna know this. The answer to that one. Okay, so yeah, timed out. Mm. There were a couple more. There were three that I didn't get to answer, but whatever. Um, okay, so what else? So I did. You guys hear about this um, movie called Yesterday that's coming out? So I really want to see it. It's about. Uh, I guess this guy who is the only person that remembers the Beatles. I guess based on the preview, it looks like the power goes out. And I guess everybody's memory about the Beatles, the singing group that is, goes away. And nobody knows their songs. Nobody knows anything about them except one guy. And so I guess it seems like he's a musician and he plays the songs and people think that he wrote them and... Uh, they ask him where he's got his inspiration for these songs or whatever, but yeah, it seems so interesting to me. Like I'm interested in it, but I was telling a friend over the weekend about it and they were just like, eh, I don't know. And I was like, what? That isn't interesting. Like everybody forgot this huge deal, like this huge musical group. And all of a sudden this guy is the only one who remembers it. Like it's one of those things where it's like, if you could go back in a time machine, what would you do? Right. I'd go back and like invent the light bulb or I'd go back and and well, obviously it'd be something easy because I'm not smart enough to do that, replicate that. But you get the concept, like you could go back in time and create this thing. Nobody else knows about it, but you, you're the person that has, is now famous for inventing this thing. And that's kind of the concept of, so that intrigues me, but he was just like, how did that thing get pitched how did that idea like oh somebody everybody forgets the Beatles except one guy like okay when you say it like that yeah but it just started making me think like what are badly pitched ideas that got deals right because there's a ton of movies out there right there's you will never get through all of the movies you know in the Netflix catalog or the Hulu catalog or you'll never be able to flip through all the channels and watch everything but there's a show for everything. There's a movie for everything. So it got me thinking about like how bad were some of the pitches that didn't get made, right? All this stuff that they have made, what didn't actually make the cut, you know? So that kind of stuff like got me interested. And then I was like, what are badly pitched ideas of movies that you know? So I started looking up... Um, uh, Famous movies with bad pitch lines. So I'm going to say the bad plot, uh, and then you've got to figure out the movie. I won't give you very long to guess. Don't worry about it. All right, so number one, father reunites with long-lost son, wants him to take over the family business. This is Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. All right, number two, fish unifies small island community through persistence and determination. Jaws. <laughs> uh, next. Irresponsible 11-year-old murderous teacher steals valuable historical artifact. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Harry Potter. So, oh, I downloaded that new game, the Harry Potter game. So, of course, a couple years ago, everybody got Pokemon Go. 
And uh, that seemed like, uh, <laughs> to me, I was never interested. But everybody was. I mean, they, you would see a bunch of people walking outside, going to churches, going to historical areas, downtown districts, and playing, you know, Pokemon Go. And uh, yeah, just so interesting. And there's people that still play or whatever. That's fine. But uh, Harry Potter came out with theirs, and I was like, "All right, let me let me give this a try." I started. I downloaded it. I started to play it, and I was like, "This is the most complicated junk ever." I do not understand the. I tried. I tried for a day. I gave it a whole day of trying, probably thirty minutes to an hour, and I was like, "No, nope, can't get behind this. I don't get it. I do not get the thrill." I mean, I don't know. I guess it is exercise, right? But I, I'm not understanding it. So anyway, <laughs> I do still want to watch the Harry Potter movies. How weird is that? Whatever. Next bad plot. Older sister ruins younger sister's chances to be on nationally televised game. Bad, bad plots. Uh, so this movie is The Hunger Games. Older sister ruins younger sister's chance to be on a national televised game. All right, I'll do two more. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Queen gets upset because her younger sister gets married first. Reverses global warming. <laughs> Key phrase, reverses global warming. Frozen. Queen gets upset because her younger sister gets married first. Love is an open door. All right, last one. A series of naps. A series of naps. Inception. Oh man, Inception was trippy. I don't get I didn't get it. <laughs> it was it was good. It had a lot of visual effects, but I didn't get it. Oh, did you hear about the office? So it's been we talked I talked about this when Cross was on the podcast with me, but it has been confirmed that the contract with The Office and Netflix will end um, in 2020. So in 2021, you will no longer be able to watch The Office. Okay, on Netflix. It will be on NBC Universal's streaming app, which means it's going to be yet another platform you're going to have to pay for to watch a lot of the shows. They apparently were outbid. So NBC Universal outbid Netflix for the contract. So their contract is a five-year contract for $500 million is how much they're paying. $500 million. Pam, as a receptionist, only made $27,000 a year. <laughs> so their residuals are a lot better than what they would be making if they were just regular uh, office workers. I think uh, Michael Scott was making like seventy eight thousand a year, something like that. Oh my goodness, a hundred million per year for the next five years, starting in twenty twenty. That is ridiculous. I mean, all the residuals, all the royalties that these actors are getting from this show, and hopefully, will continue to get. I hope they're all doing so. This okay, so that was announced, and then Netflix also announced that they are um <laughs> that they are gonna be starting um a show called Space Force 
from the creators of The Office, which are uh, Greg Daniels and Steve Carell, and it's going to star Steve Carell. So here's my thoughts on that. Steve Carell did great in The Office. Steve Carell hasn't done great in anything else. I mean, you can arguably say, you know, when he was on The Daily Show, which kind of boosted him, was his basically his first paying gig. He was on commercials before that, but, and then, um, he was on little miss sunshine, uh, 40 year old virgin. He was on, uh, what other movies, uh, get smart date night. Um, he was on a uh, Fox fire, uh, and then TV shows. He's had a couple TV shows that he started, but, they haven't panned out. Uh, he's produced a couple shows, but they haven't panned out. So he hasn't done great. <clears throat> uh, oh, he was on Anchorman too. I forgot. Uh, he did great on Anchorman. <laughs> so, but he hasn't really done great. And so if Greg Daniels is a part of this new show with him, Space Force, then I'm all for it. Uh, Space Force, okay, it's going to be on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, when they announced it, announced it on Twitter, they were like, um, they posted the trailer and they were there uh they said uh we're just gonna leave this here okay just leaving this here for totally no reason and it's the trailer to the new show uh but um uh, i'm gonna read it steve carell will star in a new workplace comedy series he co-created with the office's greg daniels about the people tasked with creating a sixth branch of the armed forces the space force so Another workplace comedy should be pretty good, uh, but we'll see how it goes. This dude is super rich, so he's just been trying to find ways to spend his money. Oh my goodness! But I'm all for it. I love you know everybody loves Steve Carell, even when he does, even in these bad movies that I mentioned, I'm still rooting for him, and I'm still gonna watch it. They just don't do so well. So anyway, there you go for that. I did want to also talk about my podcast with Levi, and um, like I said, it was my favorite podcast, And uh, but there were a couple of things when I was listening to it, and whenever I listen to any of my podcasts, this always happens where I'm just like, why did I say that, or why did I do that, or why didn't I add this here, or that there, that kind of thing. So when I was listening to the podcast with Levi, he was saying things that I wasn't picking up on. And that kind of happens. So when you're in the moment, you know, you don't always hear everything. Or in my case, I was worried about how the podcast flow was going. It ended up going really good. I was really surprised by that. But he said a couple of things that um, I didn't hear until the recording. And I was just like, okay. And so a couple of things I had missed. But, um, you know, he kind of, what I did notice is that he, in some of the questions, he does this all the time, really, but he'll start to talk cute, uh, babyish, and then he'll go back to his regular voice. And I think that I have a lot. Okay, so I think I have a lot to do with that. When Levi, there's a couple things with Levi's voice that um, that are that I notice. So one is that he's always had a deeper voice. Okay. And two, he does the baby talk thing at first. So the deeper voice, let me explain that. When Levi um, uh, was, I guess, uh, a fetus or whatever, before Levi was born, 
I would always talk to him in a low register voice. So the reason I would do that is because I knew that when he would, when he would be a baby, there were two reasons why I did that. When he was a baby, I would be able to put him on my chest, you know, and kind of soothe him. That way, if he ever got fussy, it'd be easy for me to put him on my chest and just talk to him or hum or something so he could recognize that and be soothed by it. Okay, that was one reason why I talked in a low register. And the second reason was because I wanted to have, wanted him to have a deep voice. And so, yeah, I mean, anybody that knows, you know, Levi as a, as when he was a baby knows that he had this really unusual deep voice. And I attributed it to that, that I would, you know, Levi, this is dead. And so, of course, when he's born, he's going to mimic that. And so, in my opinion, that's what did it. Like, I purposely did that so that that would happen. And um, so I get all the credit for all the glory. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> the baby thing. So I I talk to Levi sometimes in a baby voice, not in my opinion, an annoying one, but I'll, I'll be like, my bubba's, what's my bubba's doing? So I always called him my bubba's. And, uh, and so I think that's where that might be coming from. Also a little bit of nerves, nervousness. I think that's where he gets some of that. And then, you know, he'll go back. So let me play a clip from that episode for you. So you can, so I can, you can understand what I'm saying. Oh, when I was graduating, it was fine because I wasn't scared on platforms. Baby talk. I told you that there wasn't too many people. And then it changed. There was a lot of people. But when I got on platform, I looked around and there wasn't a lot of people. So like a light switch, he reverted to regular talking. And this isn't a row session for my son, by the way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so another thing he that I missed at the time of the podcast was when I was talking about Froggy Fresh and I was trying to explain to him what that was. Well, he thought that it was an insult. So he called me Froggy Fresh. He said, you are Froggy Fresh. And I didn't pick up on it. But if I realized that, that it would have been funny at the time, too. Um, and then the last thing that I know I wanted to talk about that he mentioned was when we were sharing jokes back and forth. When I didn't laugh at his jokes, I think he got offended by that. So he then at one point said, I, I'm only telling smart jokes. I don't have any funny ones. And uh, I wasn't thinking about the idea of that, the fact that I wasn't laughing at his jokes, but I think that bothered him maybe. I was just trying to remember jokes to tell him. And, uh, so, cause he would be like, Oh, I got a really funny one and he would tell it and I wouldn't laugh. And he would say, yeah, I don't have any funny ones. I just have smart ones. And I was like, wait, are you trying to say that I'm not getting it because I'm not smart? Or are you saying that because you're getting defensive about not actually having funny jokes, but that's what dad jokes are. That's what corny jokes are. I mean, they're not funny to everybody. It's just funny to cool people. And I just wasn't cool. I wasn't doing my dad diligence. <laughs> But I love my bubbles anyway. No, I, uh, oh, let's talk about where that came from. So, bubbles, yeah, I figured out a long time ago I wanted to call him my bubbles. And it's kind of like, um, a white and Spanish thing because he's both white and Mexican. So, I, I that's, I just, I was mixing bubba and papas or something, uh, 
together, and that's where that came from. I know it makes no sense now that I'm trying to explain it, but but Bubba's yeah. So that's what I wanted to call him. I had I hadn't ever heard that before, um, and so when he was born, like we were at the hospital, and the doctor that delivered him came into the room, and um, she just basically brought him back, and so I took him. And I was like, oh my Bubba's, you know excited generally genuinely excited and uh, the doctor who is from up north heard me say that and said oh no please don't call him that and for months I had anticipated calling him this and this is probably the second time that I called him this since he had been born and she said that and I'm like immediately like what she's like oh no I I'm from the north and I just I it you know is it's cringy to me hearing people say Bubba. I'm like, well, I'm not saying Bubba and this is my son. I'm saying Bubba's and that's his name. And I was just like, nah, this ain't happening. This is my boy. You can back. So that wasn't the doctor we had, uh, been talking to this whole time. She had just, our doctor wasn't there during his birth. So we had to deal with whatever doctor was on call and, you know, whatever we still took a picture uh with the doctor and levi just so he could have that you know uh when he gets older (laughs) with the lady that uh delivered him but yeah that that was uh that was insulting so my bubba so i've always called him that and uh, he's always done you know cute things to me um you know your kid will do the same thing whatever but like when he was born uh he would wake up bright early in the morning and he was never like a crier. He never woke you up. But when you walked into his room, he was up and he would be standing on his like my best memory was him like standing on his um, bed on the in the crib and holding the handrails and saying, hey, daddy, hey, daddy. And then he would say, good morning, daddy. Good morning, daddy. And then as he got older, he would say, daddy, what's your name? And I'll say, Daddy. And uh, so every once in a while, I'll say, Levi, what's your name? That kind of thing. Oh, man. Ah, oh, I love my boy. So, yeah, I love the kid. He is um, uh, he isn't a perfect kid, you know. No kid is. Um, and, you know, a friend of mine, he said, remember, you're not raising a perfect person. You're raising a good, what, what do you say? Oh no, he said, <laughs> I totally messed that up. He said, you're not raising a perfect child. You're raising a good human. You're not raising a perfect child. You're raising a good person. And I was like, okay. Cause that helped me chill out a little bit, you know, Cause when your kid's acting up, you know, that happens every once in a while you go somewhere and your kid's acting up and it's like, you know, shut up. Don't say anything. Don't look at anything. Like the Lavelle Crawford bit. Like we're about to go in this store. You better not ask for nothing. You better not touch nothing. And matter of fact, close your eyes. Cause I don't even want you looking at nothing. And, uh, <laughs> and so if you haven't seen that bit, you need to go on YouTube and look that up. Lavelle Crawford grocery store. Lavelle Crawford grocery store. That's a funny bit. And, and so, yeah, yeah. There are times though that, you know, because my son's not perfect that, uh, 
that that really gets to you and it can but you live and learn i mean 10 people can give you advice but every child is different and every parent is different so whatever no stress so enough of that uh i'm done with the podcast thanks for listening thanks for keeping it raw and um have a great day bye